welcome back to Beauty from the Heart. I'm your host, Rose Gallagher, and in this podcast, I aim to share personal journeys and inspiring stories from people within the beauty industry. Today, I'm joined by a lovely friend of mine, Estée Lalonde, who even came to mine and let me sit in my pyjamas for this episode because I had a brilliant night out last night and I'm still waking up, to be honest with you. Um, She's a girl of many talents. She writes an award-winning blog. She hosts her own podcast. She's written a best-selling book. Um, She has her own jewellery line with Daisy. I could go on. She's just absolutely fab. Though she's known for all of these creative pursuits, I've always known that Estée really loves animals as much as I do, and that's something I've always really liked about her. And so today, we're actually going to talk about the heartbreak that can come with losing a beloved pet. So I hope you like this episode. Here's Estée. Thank you. What an introduction. And it really has got me thinking. We have kind of known each other since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, the reason I wanted to have you on today is one of the things that I've loved doing through this podcast is having conversations with people that everybody knows and loves, but maybe talking about something that you might not expect. And I know that we have discussed that we are just such animal lovers. Yes. And... I really want to talk about the the awful loss it can be to lose a beloved pet. I know. The loss is so great. It's huge. I really, I'm already getting teary. Yeah. You know, I, I lost Reggie five months ago. And for those people listening who maybe don't know this, I had a beautiful greyhound for many years. And uh, he was just the best thing in my life. Yeah. I can't even talk. Yeah. I think that it's such a powerful grief and it can be very isolating. Yes. When people don't understand, you know, I, I remember I had a, a cat that was literally my favorite person in the whole world. And he would run to the door when I got home. He always wanted to be with me. He would always have conversations with us. And when he passed away, I remember going back to work and feeling like I'm going through this awful grief and none of you get it. Yeah. And also I think the thing with a cat is so many people are like, oh, I hate cats or (laughs) they really get a bit of a weird reaction. And so you would feel so isolated. People don't understand. Of course. And also if you lose another member of your family, if that happens and you say, oh, I've lost this person in my life, a lot of people seem to be able to connect with it a little bit more because they think, oh, if that was my dad or if that was my brother or sister. Yeah. But when it's a pet, I think some people might think it doesn't hurt as much, but actually sometimes, and I've said this before and it might be a little bit controversial, but I almost think it hurts more because, well, depending on the relationship, but when I lost Reggie, he was my favorite person. He was the person I spent or the animal that I spent all of my time with. I saw that dog more than I saw any member of my actual family. You know, he was there for the day to day. He was there through the ups and downs. He was a rescue dog. So I watched his journey from being super scared and nervous to being, you know, a fully blossomed, beautiful boy. Yeah. So there's a lot of memories attached to that. And besides that, in my personal case, um, uh, Reggie was a dog that I had adopted with my now ex-partner. So we were obviously together when we got him. 
Um, so there were a lot of other memories attached to that as well. So I felt like I was kind of dealing with the loss of my dog and also the loss of the connection with, you know, my past relationship. That was one thing I was wondering about when I was thinking about having this discussion with you is it was, it was really two quite profound changes and losses yes. to have at once. And I remember when I had lost my cat, I had lots of other things going on in my life as well. And I just thought, I really need that support at the moment. And I really need to cuddle with him and he's not here. Yeah. And it must have been quite similar for you. It was. It was just, it's, first of all, it's a, okay, let's go back to a breakup. A breakup is really a loss. It's a type of grief. Yeah. So to be hit with that and pretty much a year later be hit with losing Reggie, I mean, how did I stand a chance? And I know that um, you both used to spend time with Reggie. Yes. Post breaker. Yes, we did. <laughs> and then, so that routine has changed as well. Yeah. So there was a big change in routine, obviously, um, when we broke up because we both loved Reggie so much. So, you know, it wasn't going to happen where one of us was going to take him. So we had to figure something out and we lived really close to each other anyways. But when we broke up, it was like a child. It was like Reggie was our priority. And how are we going to make this as seamless as possible for Reggie? Yeah. Um, so then, the, yeah. And so then I would have two weeks with Reggie and then two weeks without Reggie while he went to his dad's. Um, and then that kind of changed. And I just... I felt a type of emptiness that it was just a lot and I'm still coping with it. Yeah. But I did adopt a new dog. Yes. Uh, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Little Effie. Um, but yeah, just there's different reasons why somebody might lose a pet, whether they're sick or whether it was an accident or they get lost. Yeah. I mean, this particular case was probably the easier, if you want to say, because Reggie was old. He was almost 14. So he was getting really old. He had a lot of health issues and we sort of knew it was coming, but we, we had to decide together sort of like when the day would come yeah. to, to say goodbye. That was brutal. Rose, you, Worst day ever. I don't even know, you know, how you... It's such an awful position to have to be put in because on one hand, you're doing a kindness. Yes. And on the other hand, it's such a huge loss for yourself. It really is. And you know it's coming. You yeah. know that you have to be strong. You think about all those things. Like, I gave this dog a beautiful life. He brought me such joy, yeah. but it does not make it easy. No. I, I remember you saying that you had a really lovely um, last day with him. Yes. So what did you do to really so, treasure that time? The thing is, because he was quite sick, we, we couldn't do anything crazy. Um, but we took him to his favorite park. Oh. Uh, got him an ice cream cone. Lovely. Which he loved. And just kind of hung out, just yeah. did what he liked to do. Yeah. One of the things I was talking about this week with a friend who has lost um, a dog recently as well. We were saying how I went to a funeral this week and you don't get that closure with an animal you don't get to have that moment where everyone comes together yes. and recognizes them and celebrates them and 
there's a level of acceptance attached to a funeral. When you go through that ritual, you see the person, yes. you see a coffin, you see the coffin go into the ground, you know that that change is going to happen. And I suppose one of the things I experienced, and I wonder if you would have experienced something similar, is I found it really hard to get my head around the fact that I wasn't going to see Nuvi anymore. It's so funny you say that because sometimes I still even think oh Reggie's just at his dad's house yeah like yeah it doesn't feel final no um but of course you know a lot of pets your friends meet them and see them and know what a big part of your life this pet is um and of course everybody was so nice to me and people would say oh remember when Reggie would do this or or whatever so there were some people who acknowledged him but you're you're right there's no sort of ceremony although we did get Reggie cremated which um honestly before going into this I would have thought you're crazy (laughs) for keeping your dog's ashes but we're gonna I think spread them this spring on on his favorite beach but it's a loss bigger than you could really explain until you go through it. Definitely. And I think that it's just, there's so many things. I mean, the the physical touch is so important. I remember going on a Hindu in Edinburgh and the first thing in the morning, they had this additional activity planned and they were like, if anyone wants to, we're going to the cat cafe. You know, if you're up early and you fancy it. And a few of us went, lovely. And they had two ragdolls in there and I just wasn't expecting it. And the ragdoll felt the actual touch of her fur was exactly like Nubie. And I was hysterical crying yeah. and they were like, what's happened? And I, I couldn't, I physically couldn't stop it. It was just such a lovely comfort to feel yes. something like him. Because um, it is, it's very sensory having a pet exactly it's such a comfort and actually yeah. um I know another greyhound his name is Rafiki and uh. was uh Reggie's f- good friend best buddy uh. and um I went round to Rafiki's house <laughs> well <laughs> Rafiki's mom's name is Lucy lovely so Hello, I went Lucy. to see Lucy um and Rafiki was there of course and it was the first time I'd seen another greyhound since and exactly just touching his neck because greyhounds have really long necks they kind yes. of feel like a giraffe it was the same thing when I was there. I really, I liked it. It was, it was like, Ooh, I remember what that feels like, Yeah. but you do get very emotional, especially yeah. that first time. So did you just walk out of the cafe crying? I was, I was hysterical. Yeah. Um, and a few people asked me if I was okay and they said, you know, are you okay with the cats being there? And I was like, no, it's lovely. Yes. And it's quite a cathartic cry. And I'm actually really enjoying spending time with them. Yes. But I just couldn't, I couldn't control. It was just, I I can't remember the last time I've cried like it. Yeah. Um, One of the things that I considered when I was thinking about you and Reggie as well is a lot of the time griefs are quite, private and you know you get to deal with it in your own way but even though it's a lovely thing I would imagine that because so many people have watched Reggie and watched your journey together there must have been so many people that reached out to offer sympathies or support and things like that 
how did that feel? Was that a comfort? Was that a bit overwhelming because you're already going through this thing? Yeah. Like, how did that fit into the equation? Well, actually, you were one of those people who reached out to me, which I still remember. That was so lovely of you. So thank you. Um, I think it's just nice to know that people are thinking about you and acknowledge that you're going through something difficult. And yeah. I think uh, as much as I've always been an animal lover and, you know, if, if somebody loses a pet, I've empathized. I think now I can empathize a lot more. Yeah. And um, I I took so much comfort out of the messages. I mean, when I say hundreds of messages, that's putting it like, yeah, it's an understatement for sure. Um, because Reggie, his life was documented on my YouTube channel and on my Instagram from the minute we adopted him. So um, as well as a lot of people actually adopted greyhounds because of Reggie. Yeah. So they'd seen Reggie and, and never thought to really adopt a greyhound or even adopt a dog in general. And um, hundreds of greyhounds have been adopted because of Reggie's story. And those are the things that keep me, you know, keep me kind of on the right side of the grief, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it, it really honored him and I appreciated the messages. I still get messages today. Have you watched any of the old videos back? I can't. Yeah. I, I find, do. If yeah. I feel like really poking the bear, the bear being my heart and soul. Um, but I, I don't do it often. It's so lovely to know, though, that you, when the time is right or when you need that moment, you can go back and relive that lovely memory. Like as someone that's, documented lots of things what what an amazing thing to have that is true even just thinking about it though yeah I think one reason I really wanted to do this podcast is because it's it's not something that goes away no and this emotional state that I'm in right now just because it's so raw and I'm talking about it that's something that I'm living with every day yeah and and that's what a lot of people are living with for, for various reasons, you know, yeah. different types of grief, relationship problems, just, you know, everybody has so many issues going on. And I think it's really made me just, it's solidified the fact that you don't, do not know what somebody's going through. So it's, it's really important to be kind to people because this is right under the surface for me. I would agree. Like I lost newbie two and roughly two and a half years ago and I bawled my eyes out about him only a few weeks ago right because I can't remember what had happened but I was very upset about something and I was in the kitchen and I was having a big cuddle with newbie and my mom said do you know what like I know everything is really hard but thank God you've got him yeah. and he can, you know, can you imagine if you didn't have him and all of this was going on? And ever since, whenever anything bad has happened or I've been upset about something, I always think like, I just, I just want a cuddle with him. Yeah. And I just wish I could have him. Like, and honestly, everything feels, everything feels worse for not being able to give him a cuddle. And that's all I want. And I think I'd be fine. I feel that I relate to that so hard. My mom always used to say the same thing. At least you've got Reggie, but it's true. It's you can have the worst day and walk through your front door and you see your little angel. Yeah. And 
everything just goes away for a minute, at least sometimes hours. Yeah. Nothing matters because they ground you. They make you calm. They remind you of what's important in life. They don't even know that they're helping you. They're just existing and doing something silly. And like, that's why it's calming for you. Absolutely. So it's not like I'm sitting there crying and holding Reggie. That wasn't really, well, sometimes I would, but that wasn't the day to day. The day to day was coming home and feeding him and just seeing like, oh, he's excited for dinner. Oh yeah. You know, those little moments. It's the simple moments. Yeah. That was, was, that's just fun. And then one of the things I wanted to ask you about as well was, so if I think back to newbie. Yes. When I got newbie as a kitten we already had a cat and she was a really old, lovely, lovely girl. And she was really towards the end of her life. And she was, uh, we used to call her the baby. Like she was my baby. They were both my babies. But we got newbie and she passed away 10 days later. Wow. She stopped eating. She really deteriorated. And I honestly think that she... She knew she couldn't have left me because yeah. I was just so dependent on her. Yes. And I think that the minute she saw Newbie come in, she thought, well, okay. I can go now because you'll be looked after. And I absolutely loved Newbie from the minute we got him, like instantly fell in love with him. But then the grief for her was so big. Like I remember that's when I used to work at Lamasca and I had the commute from Birmingham to London every morning. And I used to cry the whole way to work. And then I would cry on the way home because I knew I was coming home and she wasn't going to be there. And even though I loved Newbie, I felt a bit of guilt around having him as well. And it was quite complicated in the beginning. And then I came to peace with it and everything felt okay. Did you experience anything similar with having Effie? I know there was a, there was a time in between. So it's not like they were together. I waited for, I waited four months without Reggie and I wasn't actually going to get another dog. And I thought, I'm going to get another greyhound. Of course I am. That's my thing. But much like what you and I both spoke about, being around the same type or the same breed of animal is, I, I thought there would be a, a huge comparison issue because how can any other dog ever compare? So yeah. I thought, I'm going to go totally different. Yeah. Um, and there's, there are a lot of dogs that need homes and I'm really passionate about adopting animals. So, um, I started speaking to wild at heart foundation, which I'm an ambassador for, um, and Nikki Tibbles who founded it. She was basically like, okay, right. We need to find you a dog pretty quickly. And I was nervous to get another dog because you do think, am I gonna kind of look Love at this? The yeah. Same. So anyway, I eventually came to the realization, right, I do want to get another dog. And Wild at Heart Foundation sent me some photos. And then I saw little Effie and I thought, well, you can't get much more opposite. Yeah. My greyhound was like a huge dog that looked like a tiger. And little Effie is a super tiny. Her breed is a Kokoni. Um, She's from Greece. And they basically look like miniature golden retrievers. Oh. She is so cute. And... I remember the day I picked Effie up, which I'm sure all of the internet saw because I was an emotional wreck (laughs) because there are so many feelings. There's so many feelings. You're thinking about your last pet. You're thinking about new beginnings. And, you know, I just, they handed me to her. And if you haven't seen this video, it's on my Instagram. It's literally me just sobbing like a baby holding my little new puppy. Um, But I did. I loved her right from the start. 
And how did um, how did your routine change when she came in? Well, it changed big time because she's not the same as Reggie, obviously. Reggie was an old dog who had perfect habits and never had to, you know, he was ne- he never did anything bad. Yeah. That dog was perfect. Um, but with Effie, she's a, a, obviously a rescue from Greece and she has a lot of behavioral problems. Okay. Um, so she, for instance, is terrified of people. And when I say terrified, I mean, you can't really get more scared. Really? Yeah. Which is why I couldn't bring her here today. Yeah. Um, because she would just be shaking and she's really nervous. If I have people in my flat, she hides underneath my couch or underneath my bed or behind the bathtub. She doesn't, she'll never even really walk up to me. Um, but then sometimes like at nighttime before I I go to bed, she'll jump in my bed and we'll play. So she's, she's coming around, but it's, it's been a real journey with her. She won't pee outside. So she's still after over a month peeing on little puppy training pads. If I take her outside, she becomes paralyzed. She's so scared. She sees another person, you know, she's just, it's a real confidence building experience. A lot of people are like, oh, I couldn't deal with that responsibility. It's like, it's not for everyone, but for me, all of those little moments, like last night when I made myself a taco kit for one, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look into that too. Oh, that yeah. sounds yeah. like the kind of thing I need today oh, to get yeah. myself a- So made myself a taco kit, was shredding the cheese and I had a bunch of grated cheese in my hand. I just thought, you know what? Let me try it. I put my hand down and she came up to me and ate the cheese right out of my hand, which doesn't seem big to a lot of people, but, but it's a big win for you too. This is huge. So those are the moments when I'm like, this is worth everything. Everything. What would you say is the best thing about having a dog? Oh, the best thing about having a dog is most of those times when you're a little frustrated, like when she eats my shoes (laughs) or something like that. And I just, I want to be so mad. And then I just look at her. I'm like, Effie, what are you? And then I just look at her face. I'm like, oh my God, you're so cute. Yeah. I love that. I just love the companionship. Yeah. I mean, Effie and I aren't quite at that stage yet, but I love having that thing to come home to and just melt into the the friendship, if you know what I mean. Her yeah. and I aren't quite there, but we're working on it. Oh, yeah. Um, just something to look forward to, you yeah. know. It just, it really does ground me. It makes me feel like everything's going to be okay when I have a pet. Yeah. And what advice would you give to anyone that is going through the loss or potentially the loss is on the way well you don't really have a choice but just the first thing I would say is just feel it yeah just feel all those feelings and don't apologize for feeling that way it's a huge loss do whatever you whatever makes you feel better so I kept a lot of Reggie's toys in the beginning um I don't think there's any right way to deal with it. There's really no advice or thing that anyone can say to take that pain away. It's going to hurt yeah, for a long time. And I think just accepting that and also just thinking about if you're having a good day, look at the pictures, look at the videos. If you're not, that's fine. If there's some days where you can't even think about it at all, don't. Just do, you, you know... Do what you need to do to get through it, I think. And 
and you know, a lot of people did say getting another pet helps. Yeah. And I was kind of against it, like I said in the beginning, but honestly it does, it does help. Just having someone else to love and first. My mom put it perfectly. She's like, you need a heartbeat in your home. Oh, that's a lovely way of putting it. And um, she said to me, without that heartbeat, you're never going to really be able to move forward. And that's not true for everyone, but that was very true with me. There was no life in my flat. It was pure sadness. Yeah. So getting another pet really helped me. I think you're so right when you say just if you can find a level of acceptance that this will probably upset you for a really long time. And for me, what helps me is I love being with anyone else's pets. I absolutely love it. I wish I could have a cat or a dog. Um, I'd probably be more inclined to get a dog now so that I could bring the doggy with me everywhere. But I just can't at the moment because I live on my own and I always work funny hours. Um, But for me... I just love, I've got pictures of him everywhere. Oh, same. I've got pictures in the flat. I've got pictures in my phone, videos. I always send them to my family as well. Another thing, actually, a really lovely piece of advice I would give is ask your friends and family if they have pictures of your pet. Oh, nice. Because the chances are they've come round and taken pictures and you've never seen them. Oh, that's nice. I remember one day my nephew sent me a picture of Nubi. He absolutely loved Nubi as well. And I said, I've never seen that before. Have you got any others? And he sent me loads of pictures and videos. And then because I wasn't taking them, I was in some of them. There were ones of me and him having a cuddle. and like. They're lovely to have. They're absolutely lovely to have. I think as well, like how you said that you still have pictures and things. Do that. I mean, yeah. I my flat is a borderline shrine to Reggie. <laughs> but talking, you know, when people walk in, they're like, oh, who, you know, what, well, who's that dog? And maybe they've never met him. I can talk about him. It helps. Yeah. And also have someone in your life that knows the pet. So for instance, my mom walked me through that whole experience. We still talk about him. You know, find somebody who loves your pet kind of on the same level that you did. So you can just share those memories and just talk about this is really hard or I think as I'm getting older, the more I'm realizing that talking through grief is actually very important, which is why I agreed to do this podcast as hard as it was, but it's cathartic. What gave me the idea actually was my favorite podcast is have you ever listened to Griefcast? no it's a podcast dedicated to stories of grief and I just think it's so beautiful I tell everyone about it it was a comedian that founded it she's called Carrie Ad, and she invites people on to discuss a grief whether it's their mom their dad whoever and I would listen to these stories and just there is something very Um, unifying about grief and it really brings people together and sometimes just hearing someone's experience you don't realize until someone else has put it into their own words but you're going through that same thing too yes and I just thought it was a really important conversation to have and actually the last thing I was going to ask you and this would be my answer if someone asked me the last thing I was going to ask you is like is there someone 
or a brand or a person or a company, anyone that you think is just making the world a bit of a better place that we Ooh. should all know about. And that podcast would be one of my answers. I think she's really helping people to discuss grief and hear experiences that they might resonate with and might bring them some comfort. So I am going to actually bring it back to Rafiki, Rafiki's mom, Lucy. Lucy is a person who is definitely making my life better and talk about empathy. When Reggie passed away, she, she brought me a huge bundle of sunflowers and she made her mother's recipe because her mom lives in the South, like America, like Georgia peach. Uh, (laughs) She made her mom's chicken casserole left it down at the concierge of my building and just with like a really beautiful card. It was just so thoughtful. I'd always seen movies like somebody dies and the first thing their neighbor does is bring over some food, right? And I never really understood that until I took the first bite of that chicken casserole because it was like eating love. It was, it was just so healing and honestly it tasted amazing these are things that do not go unnoticed and um, I think we could all use a little bit more of that in our lives and it's inspired me to do that which is why for instance I brought you some flowers today and they're like, absolutely beautiful <laughs> they're just like yeah. cheapies from M&S but it's like little things to make people feel like somebody's thinking about them and that is why it's important so I would say I mean, Lucy, I I know you're probably listening to this, but I love you. You know, human relationships are very important. Yeah. And so are animal relationships, as we've just been discussing. Absolutely. Well, Estee, thank you so much. It has been so lovely to, to just hear, I suppose, about an experience that you've gone through yourself. And I feel like people talk about people passing away. Yes. But you don't sit and have a big chat when it's a loved pet and sometimes as you say they're the ones that hurt the most and I just really feel like maybe there will be someone who hasn't had the chance to talk to somebody that will take great comfort from everything you've said today and I got a lot out of listening to you talk about newbie because it's nice to know that people are experiencing the same feelings that you have little things like when you said you saw the same kind of cat I thought I was going crazy when I when I saw Rafiki that time so it's really nice to hear that you're not alone in it and I do hope that this helped people listening yeah oh can I say one other thing yeah of course if you are thinking about getting a new pet adopt don't shop please check out wild at heart foundation I am so passionate about this charity and what they do. Um, If you're thinking about getting a dog, check it out. And also, of course, you are at Estée Lalonde on Instagram. Yes. So always open to a little DM slide there for any questions. Any single men listening, slide (laughs) on in. Um, or anyone else anyone else anyone can dog related queries you know date related queries they're all welcome um estee thank you so much i'm so and also can i just say while we're talking about those small gestures the joy of knowing that we are cozy in my living room on the couch I did put a bra on in the end, but oh, I very nearly didn't. You shouldn't have. Like, how lovely that I've just been able to do this entire thing in my pyjamas. That is such a... That's such a comfort. But also, it's a lovely thing when you know, like, you don't have to get dressed because they're oh, not yeah. going to bat an eyelid. No. 
Absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. And this is a totally side note in life. Just do you a little bit more, you know, if you want to rock up to a meeting in your leggings and a sweater, I mean, do it (laughs) maybe depends on your career, but I do it. (laughs) Um, but just, you don't have to be buttoned up all the time and, and feel like, Oh, somebody might be thinking something bad about me, this or that. Just do what makes you happy. And if that's pajamas with no bra, girl, I'm here for it. Well, that is that is pajamas with no bra. And on that note, I'm going to love and leave us all. Thank you so much for coming, SJ. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave a review and subscribe if you enjoyed it or even better, just tell a friend that you think would love to listen, maybe someone that's gone through something similar. Um, And I love hearing from you. So please message me on Instagram at Rose Gallagher if you want to say hello. Have a lovely day and I'll speak to you next time.